0: Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. And uh, take your Bibles and go to the book of Galatians, if you will and uh, the book of Galatians. And uh, we're going to continue down the fruit of the Spirit, uh, but we're going to start in Galatians uh, chapter number five is where we're going, Galatians five. And uh, if I had my rathers between preaching the word or teaching the word, I would much rather teach. And uh, someone said a long time ago, you will get more fulfillment out of teaching the word. Uh, and And I really was like, Sure, uh, years ago, and we start ministry work, but I love taking the Bible and I love putting the Bible together to come out with an understanding of, oh, that's what that means. And so we're, we're in the book of Galatians and, and we started some time ago talking about the fruit of the spirit. And so if we could kind of, um, Back up to the beginning of the book of Galatians. So if we could back up to the beginning of the book of Galatians and i uh, sorry, beginning of chapter five. Um, and we have plenty of time and uh, I love the format on Wednesday night because uh, we're not done in here until 815. So don't don't panic by looking at your watch. And going, oh my goodness. All right, here we go. We got a solid 45 minutes. So let's just walk through the word. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. This is talking about what happens to the outside. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. So let's stop right here and understand exactly what he's saying. If we think that doing things to the flesh or to the outward man gives us any type of standing with Christ, it does not. Because the law requires you and I to be perfect. And herein is where people mistake independent Baptists for for truly thinking that the conformity on the outside. This has nothing to do with us pushing conformity on the outside. It has everything with us understanding that we have resolved ourselves as Bible believers that we could do nothing in the flesh to gain salvation, Therefore, we can do nothing in the flesh to get the glory, and there is something that wonderful that happens. That when you and I and 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 look at verse four, Christ has become of no effect unto uh, effect unto you, whosoever you are justified by the law. So, if it was what we could do in perfection in keeping this law, there would be no reason for Christ to die, because Christ's death is what grace is all about. Grace is all about what you and I could not do for ourselves that Christ did for us. So there would be no need for Christ to have died if you and I could keep everything in the law. But the problem with this is, is that if you have violated one, you violated it all. And this is why he comes to us and he's going to focus now from the flesh, now he goes inward uh, to the spirit. Chapter uh, Verse number five, for we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Now, if you will notice that one word, wait, okay? So t- tonight we're going to talk about that fourth fruit of the Spirit. It's all one, but that fourth one in this succession of line is the word long-suffering. Now, let's stop and let's talk about that waiting, Okay. So now it is not a question of get saved and you immediately go to heaven. That's not how this works. You get saved and now you wait. And what you're waiting on is for more people to get saved. And then you're waiting for more people to get saved. So from the time you and I got saved, I I was saved on March 27, 1979. So, so on the 27th of this month, I will celebrate a spiritual birthday. From 1979 to 2022, this saved individual, I have been in a holding pattern and I have been waiting for other people to get saved. How I wait is very important. There's a lot of people that they're just as saved as you and I are, and we are just as saved as they are, and they're waiting better than we are, or we're waiting better than they are, but we're not better than they are. No child is better than any other child. And a lot of times we can confuse, what is this all about? So the day I got saved was for what purpose? The purpose was this. We now are waiting. So, so now how we wait is very important. So let's stop right there. And now let's kind of marry a verse. Can we do that? Second Peter chapter three and verse 20. Second Peter chapter three in verse number 20. And to me, this is, this is the greatest part of the fruit for Bob Gray the second, because this is where I have a hard time. I'm a microwave guy. I'm here with me. You know, when it's like, no, that pizza is going to take some time to cool down. Cool down. Let it cool down in my mouth. I don't want it to cool down, and my wife she'll get irritated with me because once I hear the timer go off, it's like, "Come on, let's go." Especially if it's pizza, and it's, she said, "Bob, let it cool down, or it's going to fall off." No, no, it's coming off regardless. It's coming off in my mouth. I don't care if I burns. I just want it right now. So, so understand. But look, look at this, if you will. Second Peter chapter three in verse number number twenty. I'm sorry, First Peter. Good night. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 20. It says this, which sometimes were disobedience. Now, here we go. We're going to equate the long-suffering of God. Look at this. When once the long-suffering of God did what? Waited. So when you and I are saved, and now we're getting ready to talk about what does it mean for you and I to walk in the Spirit of God? What it means is is this Fruit of the Spirit, this love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Long-suffering is, is the waiting room of the Christian life. So the nature of God has always waited. The nature of God is not in a hurry. The nature of God is to slow down because we are waiting. So how did God wait? Was God waiting hoping no one would get in the ark? Or was God waiting hoping everybody would get in the ark? So how you and I as human beings and how you and I, so, so I'm just gonna ping your nature here. Are you a good waiter? Are you patient when you're waiting on your food? Are you patient when you're in line? Does, okay, the grins are killing me. When, when somebody in front of you, the light turns green, how long are you willing to sit there? <laughs> right? And and do you give the polite knit knit as a reminder, or are you that guy that mmm, you, you know, and you lay on the horn, and then you then you hop it just a little bit, and uh, and then are you the guy that just Whoa, and only to find out it's a fellow church member that got a new car, and it's like oh I'm sorry brother. So 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 understand that that when you, when somebody says I am spiritual, but they are not long suffering. They may be saved, but you can't claim, and I can't claim being spiritual at a moment, that I am not willing to wait, but it's not waiting. It's how you wait, and this is the key to the Spirit of God. So go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you will. Now, we're headed back to Galatians, but go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And, and let's look at verse number 17. So we're talking about this part of the fruit of long suffering. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Second <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Then we're going to go back and exegete the scriptures in Galatians 5. Look what it says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new what? Creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become what? New. Now this, this doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Okay. What matters is, is this all new to you? Is, is, is you've just now pulled out something in your life. It's like finding something in your house that somebody bought for you, that somebody gave to you. And there's instructions, but you've not looked in that box yet. We, we have, we bought a Christmas gift for RG. We have yet to open this gift. It is in our closet, and we have yet to give it to RG because we don't want to open the box and go through the instructions. It's like, Kelly, you figure it out. No, I'm not figuring it out. You figure it out. Y'all, it's, it's March. If RG knew there was a Christmas gift for him in that closet and he realized what that was, he would be tearing that apart. But it is new. It has been there. So question is this. How long have you and I been saved that we're just now figuring out? I didn't know that. I I didn't know that. And don't be don't feel like that if you've been saved for years that you should know everything. That is not the way this works. Because you're a new creature. The day you got saved, you got a new nature. That's why you're a new creature and now you have to learn what is it about this new nature that I don't know that I need to start working on. And when you're talking about the fruit of the spirit, you're talking about God that lives on the inside of you and I, and God on the inside of you and I is trying to come out through the flesh. Jeffrey, tonight, Biscuit is his name. And and I passed him and I shook his hand and said, man, how's it going? He said, I am so excited about Sunday getting baptized. That man got saved. Church of Christ for over 50 years. And down here Sunday night when I was talking to him about the Lord, it was like a light came on. This is new. And so now he's going to have to come to grips with how do I do this thing that's new? The same thing with you and I. So please don't think and I can't think that I've been saved all this time. Do you know That your pastor, I was telling Brother Joe, I just learned something I didn't even know about the Bible. I know, isn't that crazy? You you would think your pastor would know everything about the Bible, but I was in a minor prophet, and it was like, oh, oh, I did. I I had no idea about that. Now I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want you to judge me. But but I had I had (laughs) I had no idea about that because the Spirit of God is still alive in us, and everything's still new. So now when we talk about long suffering, so let's go back to Galatians, and, and that one word, waited, is gonna be pivotal right now in everything that we study. So Galatians chapter five, and as we continue, so, so we, for we through the spirit, waited for the hope of righteousness by faith, For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. So now as we wait, and I cannot stress this enough, you and I are waiting for the return of Jesus Christ, just like these people were waiting on the return of Jesus Christ. He told them in Acts, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. They're waiting. You and I are waiting. The difference is, is that they thought that he would come in their lifetime, just like you and I think he'll come in our lifetime, but it may, death may come take us. And when death comes to take us, then our waiting room is over. So now let's look at, he said, now look, you people that are waiting and you think that there is credence in what you do to the flesh. No, no, no. Everything we do is by faith in verse 6. Then look at verse 7. Ye did run well, who did hinder you, ye that that ye should not obey the truth. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. So now think, if you would, that this waiting room that we're in, we're going to build down to the fruit of the Spirit here in Galatians. So think, doctor, think some type of waiting room. You're waiting, sitting there, looking at all these people around you. You're just waiting, looking at all these people around you. How irritated do you get with the people around you? Have you ever been in a waiting room with a screaming kid? Everybody, know, You're in there, and it's like, let me be that kid's parent for like 30 seconds, and we'll take care of that screaming. And then don't you say things like this? If they had the mama I had, they wouldn't be screaming. They'd only do that one time. And then when somebody throws something, and they throw it down, and they go, oh, baby, don't do that. On the inside, you're going... No, 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 no. There's no call for baby. Get duct tape. Duct tape into the wall. We'll take care. And the waiting. So now he's telling us while we're waiting, you were doing okay waiting. And this way he's telling the Galatians, but you did run well. Who did hinder you? So this persuasion. Then verse number nine, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Then verse number 10, I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whoever he be. So there always will be these outside forces that are trying to get you not to wait well. There will always be the world, the flesh and the devil that while we're waiting for the Lord to come back will constantly be shooting these fiery darts into us and we will have seasons to where we're not what we need to be. It's called backsliding. It's like that one guy that said, do you Baptists believe in backsliding? It's like, We not only believe in it, we practice it. (laughs) So, so understand that backsliding. So it's the season to where three days go by and you've not read your Bible, you've not prayed, and then you're like, Oh, what am I doing? It's, it's the numbness of, of watching TV or getting hooked into a series or binge watching something. And then the Spirit of God goes, You really, you really are going to watch this kind of stuff? It's when the spouse says, change the TV. And, and you're like, I, 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 I'm, I'm plowing too deep because right now everybody's grinning at everybody. So understand that, that this is where we're at. So while we are waiting for Christ to come back, we're waiting for this hope of righteousness by faith. This is Jesus Christ. The outside is at the mercy of everything we see, everything that's going on. And this persuasion is trying to pull us into not doing well. Because if you'll look there, it says, ye did run well. So when you and I get saved, we start out with, this is wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm renewed. I'm born again. This is just great. And what's next? I've been to five church services. Is this all there is? And it's the waiting. When is this something new come along? And this is why the world And the flesh and the devil are very good at wanting you to think we're not thriving if we don't have another excitement going on while we wait. You know what's really bad is when you go to a waiting room and you pick up a magazine that's three years old. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you're like, can't they get new magazines? Come on, I'm paying you $100 an hour to tell me there's nothing wrong with me and you can't get new magazines. Do you know, when you go, I already knew, I already knew that the U.S. beat the, the, the Russia in the Olympics back there in the 80s, get a new magazine. So understand that this is what's going on to the average believer. The average believer, long-suffering is not their forte, but the Spirit wants it to be. So as you walk through here, look at this. In verse number 11, and I, brethren, have I yet preached circumcision? Why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. So if it was preaching the law, then there's no reason to really talk about the cross. Look at verse verse 12. I would they even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love, here it is, but by love what? Serve one another. There's... I'm gonna let you tell me i already know what it is but there's a er up there on right across from the mall and it's called hospitality ER. how many's ever been there okay how many would agree amazing y'all i i did something i i was i was i sprained something or something was going wrong and my wife said, just run up the road, just the hospitality. So I hobbled in there and they like put me on this gurney in the hallway. And, and they were like, the doctor be right with you. And this lady came by and said, would you like a foot massage? And, and I was like, no, ma'am, I've never been asked that by another lady. So I don't even know how to respond to this. And, and it was like, would you like a neck massage? I was like, no, no, no. And would you like anything to drink? And I was like, well. Yeah, I'll take a Diet Coke. And so they went and got a Diet Coke and they brought it to me. And would you like any snacks? And so they did the x-ray. I went to the room. In the room was a refrigerator. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Am I telling the truth? There's a refrigerator, and your first time to hospitality ER. Anybody want to tell me what they give you to take home with you? A blanket. I got my own blanket. That says hospitality ER. It's not as good as a minky, but it's a blanket. And 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 I'll tell you right now, I'm like, you, you know what? I'm like, if I got a weight on a doctor, I'm going to hospitality ER. Now, when I got the bill, I understood how expensive those Cokes are. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but, but understand, sitting there, the weight was shorter because of the service. Most Christians don't long-suffering weight in a service mindset. They wait in a serve me attitude. And if you look at the scripture here, it says, Brethren, you've been called into liberty. What a wonderful thing not to have to do anything to get saved. Christ did it all. Only use not this liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, um, even, even even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Uh oh, here it comes. <clears throat> when you're not walking in the spirit, Look at this. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not what? Consumed one of another. So I know it's very simplistic and I, and I, and I do not take for granted that you're here, but please put your Christian life in a waiting room situation surrounded by a lot of Christians and surrounded in an atmosphere to where there are people in the world around you that are not saved. And now they don't want you walking in the spirit. They want you walking according to the flesh, and they want your flesh to get so irritated that you bite and devour one another. Case in point, you ever had a bad day at work, come home and take it on your wife? Dane Matney's like, no, never, never. Now it's time for Catherine to testify. <laughs> and uh, so so what's happening is, is that the the world can enter into this. This is why he said in verse number 16, and now let's get into it. This I say then Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is the flesh lusting after? Selfishness. It's all about me. And that's why you bite and devour one another. You, you didn't do it my way. Listen, once you bite and you devour, you consume. And there are some people that go, like, why don't I have any friends? Because if they don't see it your way, you bite and devour them. There's no service attitude. You know, the hardest job I would hate to do is a waitress or a waiter. Because I've asked them a hundred times, how many times have you accidentally on purpose dumped a Coke on somebody? And you're like, oops, I'm sorry. I asked a, wait- a-, a waitress that a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, can I be honest with you? Just the other day. It's amazing how, oh, I'm sorry. I am so sorry that that Coke ended up in your lap. I don't even know. I man, I tripped. I'll I'll comp you for the Coke. <laughs> she said, but the satisfaction of dousing him after he was a smart aleck and a jerk was so so wonderful. So so understand that that you and I don't look at me that way because you've done it to your husband a hundred times. <laughs> sorry. And uh, I asked Miss Kelly to give me knuckles the other day. She was making pancakes, and I said, Hey, babe, give me knuckles. She took the blender and and. and and I'm like, oh, you're, you're going to get it now. And you know, what she did. I don't know what you're talking about. I, it was an accident. I didn't know that this, I didn't realize it was in. I said, stop acting like your mother. And uh, right, Brother Queen? All right. So here we go. She's not in here. Uh, so look at it. So bite and devour. So this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other, to the other, so that ye cannot do the things ye would. But if he be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Then it goes verse number 19, verse number 20, and verse number 21, and it talks about how bad the flesh can get. Let me stop and just review this way. Once you have bitten and devoured and consumed every person in your life, then there is no restraint to stop you from doing what you want to do in the flesh. Once you have looked at, at everybody around you and you have burnt bridges with everybody. Who is there to stop you? This is why when those teenagers burn the bridges with their parents and it's like, I don't care what you think. Who's going to stop them? Nobody. And what's going to happen is is they turn 13, then 14, then 15, then 16, then 17. And then it's like, I'm leaving your house and I don't care what you think in the state of Texas. Y'all, they're right on that age to where What what are you going to do? The restraint. That's why when a husband so tears down a wife that now there's no restraint there, he can go do it. So this fulfilling of the flesh is because we are not following the spirit. We're not walking in the spirit. And I think every believer needs to take to heart what kind of sensitivity do you have to the spirit of God that lives on the inside? And how are you at waiting Because long-suffering, it tells us, we just read it, that God's nature is Noah's ark's being built. I don't want anybody to perish. I'm waiting for everybody to get in the ark. Please. So the day you got saved, you started waiting for that last person to get saved, for the Lord to come back. How you wait till you die or the Lord comes back is very important to the cause of Christ. And right now we have people that have abandoned this attitude that sanctification means nothing. Sanctification is a part of this book because how we wait should not give opportunity for the flesh to experience pleasure. It should give an opportunity for the spirit to lead us to godliness. And so this fruit of the spirit, so now we come to verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit, so there's a contrast here, is love. So now now let's let's talk very quickly about the, I've laid all this foundation for the past 30 minutes to to get to this point. You have love, you have joy, you have peace. So when the Spirit of God entered you at salvation, you were given the Spirit of God. Right now, everything that's being said may be totally new. There may be people listening that are like, okay, I've never explored this part of my spiritual life. The Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you and me, the Spirit of God saying, look, you're going to have to wait for me to come back. You're going to have to wait for the Savior to come back. So how are you doing it waiting for Jesus's return? And if you're walking in the Spirit while you're waiting, then you're going to have to have a little bit of long suffering, which simply means this, that you're going to have to suffer a little bit while you wait. So who you are while you wait makes all the difference in the world. So if the Spirit of God has already started, there's, there's not an accent. This is number four in the list. So look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit or this nature of the Spirit, this atmosphere, if you will, the Spirit of God is a real person. Galatians chapter five, verse 22. He's not a lesser the Godhead. He's God. So this Spirit, there's a reason why it's called the Holy Spirit. When we were singing tonight, there was a spirit and there was an atmosphere. And and, and, and the word spirit is breath. There, there's this, this breath. There's this atmosphere. And you know what God wants about you and I while we're waiting? He wants his spirit, His his joy, and his love. So it's not my love. It's not my joy. And it's not my peace. So here I am, Bob Gray II, as a believer, I'm waiting for the Lord's return. Now I'm going to have to put up with a lot of junk around me while I wait. But how am I to wait? If I wait like the flesh waits, I'm going to get irritated with everybody around me because the light's green, get going. My food should be ready. Why did they get their food before I got my food? I sat down 10 minutes before they did. They ordered 20 minutes after I sat down. How come they got their? Hey, that's not fair. You gave them their drink and you didn't give me. And there are people, the worst customers at a restaurant sometimes are believers. You want to know why? Because they think they're entitled. I'm saved. I'm superior. No, you're saved. You're a dirty, rotten sinner. And if anybody ought to be able to wait, if anybody ought to be able to suffer, if anybody ought to say, that's okay. if any, Don't you hate cheerful people when things are going wrong? Don't you hate those people that are like, we get to wait for five hours? Let's play a game. I don't want to play a game. I want to sit here and be mad and just growl at everybody coming by. The problem is that may be okay while you're waiting on your table at a restaurant, but that's not okay if you've been saved for 50 years and the Spirit of God's been dwelling on the inside and you don't, you're not a good waiter. You don't sit there with pleasantries. So these three things, and we're going to talk about long suffering, all right? So now you have love, you have joy, and you have peace. Love is the Lord's kind of love. I'm giving with nothing in return. No, I'll give you. It doesn't matter. No, no, I, 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 I'm giving. So while you're waiting, the fruit of this, the nature of God wants to come out in you. So as you're waiting for the Lord to come back, while you're waiting, God's nature wants you to love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only what? Begotten. You're giving, not expecting. In marriage, if every, if every spouse would wait for the Lord's return in their marriage by giving without expecting. You know, it's not like, I got up and let the dog out last time. It's your turn to let the dog out. Come on, let's get down to where we live. No, I cleaned the table last time. Come on now, it's 50-50 in this marriage. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's 100-100. Anytime somebody enters into marriage to where it's, it's, it's 50-50, no, 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 it's 100-100. 100 100 Because if both people are waiting in marriage for the Lord to come back, then both people are going to wait with the spirit's love. And the spirit's love emulates the love of God he gives. Then you have joy. You know what joy is? A calmness no matter what's going on. It's just like, okay, this is great. I'm okay. Praise the Lord. We got no air conditioner. Praise the Lord. We get That came out wrong the third time. From the, isn't that wonderful? That guy's experimenting on me back in the kitchen. That ability to just be joyful and to never look at somebody. They did it on purpose. Most people look at the chefs in the back room. He on purpose saw me walk through that door. He on purpose knew I was going to order that steak. And he was like, give me their ticket. And I'm going to do it wrong and send it out. And they think he's peeking around the corner going, <laughs> he's getting mad. Isn't this wonderful? And here comes the steak back and let's mess it up again. And no, isn't that wonderful? Look at him. He's, nobody does that. But believers read so much into people's lives around them that we don't operate in joy. They didn't do that on purpose. Are y'all, am I preaching to the choir? Am I the only person that messes up all the time? Thank you. So, so <laughs> you have a love, you have joy, and then you have so now let's talk about long-suffering. If you would, go to Romans chapter 2. So what does long-suffering do? So if long-suffering is the ability for us to wait, so if long-suffering is the ability for us to wait, then what are we waiting for? So if we're already saved and we're the one waiting, what are we waiting for? When the Spirit of God comes out in your life, long-suffering will will be the hallmark of who of who you are and while you're waiting. So put your spiritual nature, spiritual man to the test next time you physically are put in a situation to where they look at you and say, sir, you're going to have to wait. Have a seat right there and wait. What starts to happen? And if it starts in your toes and it starts working its way out, the tomorrow morning on your way to work, on the way home tonight, going out of the parking lot let's just start here at church, going out of the parking lot if somebody stopped in front of you and got out and decided to walk around their car what i love I, I love the grins, Brother Mendez that grin on your face says don't get behind that, don't get in front of that man and uh, but 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 this is that part of this Christian grace. think about this these These people in Noah's day were cursing, making fun. But you know how God waited? God didn't wait in hate. And God did not wait in anxiousness. God waited. If it's the nature of God, then God waited with total love, total joy, total peace, hoping. Would you think about that? Hoping. And when you and I have people around us that in relationships fail us, the hardest thing we'll ever do is walk in the spirit when flesh fails us. Because look at Romans 2, 3. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things? (laughs) Oh, do what things? Somebody, just somebody talk to me. Romans 2 is on the heel of what things? Romans 1, go back a chapter. They changed the glory of God. They changed the natural use of a woman. All these vile, wicked things in Romans chapter 1. But you know what this tells us? And thinkest thou, O man, that judgest them which do such things, doest the same that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the richest? Despisest thou the riches of his goodness? And what, please? Forbearance and what? Long-suffering. Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to what, please? thee to what? Repentance. The only reason you and I are sitting here right in any area of our life. Now, I always love when somebody says, are you right with God? Can you give me an area? <laughs> Can you kind of break that one down? <laughs> if you're talking... Can you kind of break the flesh down? And I could tell you, that area I'm not right in. Y'all straighten up your halo. That, That area I'm not right in. But the reason you and I are even sitting here with any semblance of being right on anything is because God waited for us to get right. But he didn't wait with a hammer. He didn't wait with judgment. He waited with all love. He waited with all joy. He waited with all peace. And guess what we did? We responded. And God was not waiting as an angry God. God is suffering, waiting on these people that don't get it. I'm against sodomy. I'm against homosexuality. I'm against transgenderism. But do I want these people to go to hell? No. No. Have you ever thought to yourself, why hadn't God killed them? Why hadn't God killed the drunk? Why hadn't God killed these awful people? I don't want God to kill Putin. I don't want God. To, neither does God. And I find myself when I am quick to say they need to die. They, 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 they cut, cut them off then I must remind myself that God's MO, his mode of operation in the spirit is long suffering. Because look at the context here when you look, and you can do your own search on long suffering or suffering waiting, suffering long, forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Now here's the beauty of this. If you have no goodness to give people who are still not right, then get out of God's way and let him give them all goodness. Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. But you know how he repays sometimes? By blessings. Don't you hate it when the wicked get blessings? Don't, don't you hate it when somebody that's a God denier and they turn their back on the Lord, they get a raise? And it's like, how? no, no, God, you've got to. No, this is not God's heart. And this is the problem with myself when it comes to trying to be spiritual. I know I'm not spiritual when I'm not willing to be like God and how I wait for people and how I look at people has, have got to be. Now, that doesn't mean that there are not laws we have to obey. It doesn't mean, but, but it does mean it's the difference in being the umpire that a guy slides into home plate and he's out because he didn't beat the tag, and you saying, you're out versus standing over that person going, why are you even playing ball? You don't know how to play ball. You're the worst player ever. Why don't you just turn in that glove, turn in that uniform and just get off the field and go home and go weave baskets, but don't come back to the field. You see the difference? The difference is make the judgment call. I'm sorry, according to the word, that's totally wrong. But to stand over somebody's life and not wait on God to work on them. Do you know how many husbands are back To God's grace because a wife waited. Go to 1 Peter, if you will. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 1. And there are examples of this throughout the Bible. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. Now this is talking about wives, but if you'll look here, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 1. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1 that if any obey not the word they also may without the word be won by the what please conversation that's not the yak yak that that's the walk walk my grandfather is a great testimony of this one thing my grandmother waited with the fruit of the spirit of long suffering but she waited in the waiting room for her husband to get right with love joy peace and she waited long enough for God to get a hold of my grandfather's heart. And my grandfather turned around. Now, he did a lot of wicked things before God had got a hold of his heart. And my grandmother had to endure a lot of wickedness. And my uncles, and, 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 and two of them are in heaven right now, the older set, I, I would hear them tell stories. And my cousins would tell stories that I had no dragging grandpa out of a bar and dragging grandpa vomiting and cussing and... That's not the grandfather I knew. I've got his Bible in my office of his notes of God on the side, and that's not the grandfather I knew. But the grandfather I know is not the grandfather that my older cousins know because my grandmother waited in the waiting room of a heathen husband with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. And she just waited because she had that fruit of the Spirit. Next week, we're going to talk about the next one in the fruit of the Spirit, and, and that is, if you're there in Galatians, long-suffering gentleness. How you wait is how you treat. So think about this, love, joy, and peace is on the inside of you. That determines how you wait. And then how you treat people while you wait is gently. Whenever you see somebody treat somebody harshly, you can, you can tell they've come to the end Of their rope. How many parents are like, you deal with them because if I deal with them, I'm going to kill them. Now, you don't mean you're going to kill them, but that's why it takes two parents to raise a kid because it's like, take care of them. Because if I have, I'm, 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 I'm I'm going to kill them. What have they just said? I have, I, I can no longer wait with love, joy, and peace. That's not how I'm waiting right now, which means I'm not going to be gentle. It's just not going to happen. So the fruit of the spirit knows exactly how this needs to go. And what he's trying to do is God is trying to work in each of us to say, look, look, let me take the lead in your life. Because when I take the lead in your life, then, then you'll have this love, joy, and peace going on on the inside. That why you're waiting for me to come back this long suffering. So now if you would go to Second Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 4. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 4, so we found then that this long-suffering is allowing the goodness of God to work. It's allowing for the goodness of God to be shown in your life. It's allowing for the... the, I've heard my grandmother say a hundred times, I said, how did you do this when Grandpa wouldn't go to church and he would tell you not to go to church? My grandmother would look at my grandfather and say, Perry, what do you want for breakfast, Perry? Because Perry, I'll make you anything for breakfast, but I need to get it on the table because Glenn, Jerry, and Sanford and I are headed to church. And, and my grandfather would go, Mary, you ain't going to church. And Mary would say, Perry, how would you like the eggs? Over easy, under done, on top of your head? I mean, how would you like it? <laughs> and, and my grandmother was just long suffering. And every, every Sunday morning when my daddy was little, my Uncle Sanford and my Uncle Jerry, they'd load up in that car and they'd head to church and they would leave my grandfather sitting in the house alone. And then my grandmother would come back. Perry, what would you like for lunch? Kids, you go get changed. And what would you like for lunch? How, How about, and my grandmother had such the fruit of the spirit that while she was long suffering, that doesn't mean that she didn't have time. She didn't cry or she just didn't No, she suffered, but she waited with the Spirit. So look at Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, and I have three minutes here. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonment, in tumults, in labors, in watching, in fasting, Second Corinthians 6, 6, by what? Pureness, by knowledge, by longsuffering, by kindness, by the... Holy Ghost by love unfeigned. You have just seen in Second Corinthians chapter six, verse six, that the apostle that God focused on in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul said, The only way I made it through these difficult times is I made it by long suffering. Because once you have the long suffering of the Spirit of God, then you wait with this peaceful, loving, joyful, kind. And if you would, and I've got to finish up because Miss Kelly, I just saw she got done. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 1. And I think this is probably the reason why this fruit of the Spirit needs to come out. Because in Ephesians chapter 4 in verse number 1, It says this, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech ye, you, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called, with all lowliness, lowliness and meekness, with what please? Long suffering. And the kin word for long suffering is forbearing one another in what? Love. Endeavoring to keep the what? Unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I told you I've been kind of binge watching, and I'll end with this. I've been binge watching the um, Ukraine, and, uh, and I've been very, very interested in the stories of how are they waiting for help. They're, they're just waiting for help. And I found it very amazing that there was one clip, and I, and I almost bought, brought it tonight to show the church, um, but there's this one clip to where this mom had made like a little city for her children in this shelter. And she had created an atmosphere inside of this horrific situation. This mama knows that long suffering has not yet happened, or we're suffering. We gotta wait. It's gonna be okay. She realized, I gotta keep the family together. And that's why long suffering does not end. Nobody, nobody can say, I am spiritual when there's a breaking apart of a family and the breaking apart of a church. If a church is in schisms, that church is not a spiritual church. Because that ability to understand we're waiting. Look, we're waiting. All of us get off kilter at some point, but somebody needs to be in that waiting room with this long suffering. And, and look what look what the verse says there in Ephesians chapter 4. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the what please spirit in the bond of peace. So now the spirit reaches back and says, you know how I'm going to keep this together? While we're waiting, while we're waiting, how about we just love each other? How about we just be joyful, rise above it? And how about we just kind of calm down and let's just all understand everybody has a bad day. Everybody's okay. We're, we're, we're good. I, I, I will end with this because now I'm 36 seconds over. The, 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 it was amazing. Somebody told me the other day, said, Pastor, I walk in with a bad attitude on this side of the auditorium. By the time I got to this side of the auditorium, I was feeling good. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, because people didn't give me a pity party. They were just, man, good to see you. Glad to see you. Hey, tell me about your grandkids. Tell me about, no, 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 So Said I entered that, a grouch, walked out that happy. How does that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. Because everybody understands what may not be a good day for you is a good day for me. And so I'm going to make us okay because one day I'm not going to be good, and I'm going to need you. So understand that this fruit of the Spirit, and I hope this lesson made sense, the fruit of the Spirit, this one fruit, the long-suffering. Always remember this, how you and I wait as a believer is the indicator to some degree of how much the Spirit leads. Just, just does. So while you're waiting for your kids to mature, wives, while you're waiting for your husband to grow up... <laughs> My, we've been married 35 years, the 13th of this month. And just the other day I said, I said do you really think you're more mature than I am? hmm Have I caught up? mm Am I falling further behind? hmm <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's not fair. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.